Welcome back to Devil Details and welcome to our special super awesome bonus episode that we have been working on for months now. We're so excited to bring it to you. My name is Sarah. And I'm Kristen. And we have a third co-host on this episode. What? Third co-host. Joining us on this episode is my sister, Heidi. (laughs) What's up, Heidi? Hello, hello, hello. hello. Thanks for having me on. Long time listener, first time caller. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Heidi has uh, been helping us run our social media pages and has been really kind of a pivotal part of our show, sort of behind the scenes. Bouncing ideas off of her. Yeah, yeah. Especially for the clues that you guys yeah, have Yeah, and, and screaming at me when you guys get cool guests and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> she was in our very small circle of people who uh, knew about our guests as we booked them for the show. So it's good that we had her along. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Heidi's joining us today um, because she helped us collect all of your guys' answers to this special question that we posed You've heard us ask it a few times on the show and on our social media pages. The question is, if you were in Jimmy Keene's shoes and you were offered the deal to get out of prison in exchange for working with the FBI to get a confession from a serial killer, would you take the deal and how do you think you would handle it? So we asked you guys and you definitely came through for us. We're going to read some of your answers on the podcast today. So I think we just get into it, Heidi. All right. You have collected all these answers. So can you read read our first listener answer to the question? Okay. This first one is uh, from Twitter. Ashley says, so if I was Jimmy, I too would be hesitant uh, because of how they screwed him over. However, once I saw the file with what he did with the little girls, I would have jumped on the opportunity to keep that psycho in prison for sure. Hmm. Cool. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you. Ashley's actually been really fun to (laughs) to follow her uh, journey of listening to our podcast on Twitter because she found our Twitter early on, but she didn't want to listen to the podcast until after she was done with Blackbird. So she's been like following along with our tweets, but not our podcast until very recently. So it's been fun to and it's fun to watch her to see her reaction to her listening to each episode. Yeah, yeah. So that's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. (laughs) So thank you, Ashley. Thank you. Who's next? All right. Uh, most of these are from Instagram, so that's where these are from. Uh, Noel Scott fourteen says, "Oh man, that's tough. I don't think a guy like me fares well in jail, and the fear would be real all the time. But to be able to get out, I think I roll the dice and work to get the confession." Cool. Thanks, Noel. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah. Who? Who else do we have? Um, this one is for the love of Madden. Uh, and they Amazing. say, tough decision. <laughs> I don't know if I could take the mental pain of doing something like this. I think that's totally fair. That's a very valid point. Right. It's like, yeah. <laughs> we definitely saw it wasn't easy. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about like our answers to this question, too, in a little bit. But mm-hmm. it's definitely a thought-provoking thought exercise. It's, yeah, it's hard absolutely. to figure out what you would do in that situation if you're not in it, you know? This next one is from Pedro's him, her, M. Pascal. It's a long one. Sorry if I... <laughs> I love it. <laughs> sorry if I butchered your username, but... I think you got it. They say, I would definitely take the deal, but hesitate and worry afterwards. 
I'd be dealing with a serial killer and I'd have to hear his accounts of murder. It would be disturbing to hear and I would have to gather myself and try to keep a healthy mindset. But I would try my best to get the confession out of him. I'm good at reading people's emotions, so it would be slightly more emotional for me, but easier at the same time. But to do that and have my name cleared, I would try my hardest. That's a good one, too. Good. Good Mm -hmm. answer. I think everyone's answers have been really good. Um, Kristen, do you want to read one? Maybe we can... Sure. I can read the next one. This one's from Taryn the Eagle. (laughs) That's Linda. Oh. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Taryn the Eagle is Linda. She's also um, a big help. She's a helper on our show, too. She's uh, really awesome. So thanks, Linda. Yeah. What does Linda say? And she says, yes, I would take this deal of a lifetime. It's definitely my own life on the line, but to make a sacrifice where I would be talking and getting, uh, sorry, I lost it. (laughs) Getting a (laughs) confession from a serial killer, I would have to bite my tongue and take it with a grain of salt. I feel my emotions would get the best of me, but it would be for the sake of the families to get comfort and peace knowing where their children are at the very end. But it would be nerve wracking to be a part of a new environment and keeping this information as tight lipped as you can without giving too much away. But it's worth the risk and a mighty big choice to make. Thought True out one. story. Okay, maybe I'll read one. Let's see here. This is from Duchess Fifi. <laughs> She says, I would take it, but more than likely ruin it as I am obsessed with crime and murder podcasts. I'd want to get so many details and info, I'd blow it for being too enthusiastic. I'd forget my purpose to be there and not give any of the information back. (laughs) She would just start her own podcast about it instead of solving the problem. (laughs) Only murders in the building. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Who else do we have? I can uh, read Robin's. Uh, Robin said, I would like to think I would do what Jimmy Keene did, but in reality, I don't think I would honestly be able to go into a prison like where Larry Hall was placed. It was a scary place. In the show, they made it more dramatic, I think, too. Yes. Um, But it was literally a prison for the criminally insane. Yes. Solid answer. All right. Who's next? Evelyn is punk says it would be a difficult decision to make being up close to a serial killer and trying to get a confession out of them would be terrifying but i would not want to spend 10 years in prison if i did take the deal it would give me the opportunity to help some families receive closure and peace from the confession so i think i would do it i do know i would come out of it a different person if i went through what jimmy did i would definitely need therapy after experiencing something like that yeah no kidding yeah yeah uh, the therapy thing. Yeah. I hope that uh, the real Jimmy Keen went through some, yeah. got got some help after that, was, that yeah. ordeal. I also hope uh, that for Jimmy. So Princera Princera says, yes, I would take the deal. There's no way I would make it 10 years in jail. But I know myself well enough to say I can do something hard for a shorter period of time with the chance of not surviving it. I would believe my life was over anyway with 10 years of jail time. So why not take the chance? Dang. I think that's kind of uh, part of the approach that Jimmy had, too. Mm-hmm. Like, 10 years is going to ruin my life. I need to get right. out of here way sooner right. than 10 years. Yeah. Take a Makes gamble. sense. I have one more written. Let's go. It's a beefy one, but it's good. It's yes. a beefy one? It's, it's a novel? It's, it's long, but it's, it's Read good. us a book, Heidi. <laughs> Who's it from? Uh, Taryn.Plagland. Oh, okay. Now, obviously, Jimmy had more motivations to get out of prison as fast as possible than just the prospect of freedom with his father's health declining. When eventually Macaulay starts questioning whether Larry has actually done what he's accused of, 
we see Jimmy grow beyond his original motivations of being free and with his father. He really wants to make sure somebody like Larry never gets released again. This is the sentiment that I'd personally relate to. Being told that they mm -hmm. estimate I have the capability and skill to befriend Larry Hall would definitely impact my decision. However, knowing how rarely I've experienced true danger from other people and how much my rare encounters have shocked me where I was threatened with actual physical violence by strangers, I don't think I'd be up to it. I live in a very safe place in the world, one with the highest human development development excuse me, index scores, great connectivity, people-centric city planning in most spaces, great affordable education and healthcare, and all the safety means People in my country walk to their friends' houses alone, <clears throat> starting at certain ages. They take public transport alone to see their grandparents, etc. Any of the rare times I experienced true threatening behavior from a stranger is burned into my memory and activates my fight-or-flight response to this day. I am simply not accustomed to harsh environments like Springfield Prison. It would wreck my protected young soul. While watching a series like Blackbird helps me confront the horrors in this world, it is still not the same as experiencing Jimmy's journey for yourself. I'd wager I might grow from it, but it has the potential to break me with lasting damage. I would, therefore, not take the deal. I do not consider myself capable enough and would rather not screw up. Send somebody else in that can actually do it and keep Paul locked away. Wow. Very well thought out yeah, answer. Yeah, extremely well thought out. Yeah. And definitely not a listener in America, right? Uh, <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for that answer. Thank you, everyone, for uh, sending in answers to this question. Um, it was really interesting to hear everyone's sort of perspective on, on how they would go about doing it. Oh, wait, we have one more listener answer. Um, it was a voice recording sent in by friend of the show, Scarlett Green. Um, so we'll play that for you here real quick. I have heard on the podcast multiple times, Kristen, you know, whenever she is giving her opinion on something related to a decision that maybe a character has made or a motive that a character has in Blackbird that, well, I don't, I don't know for sure. I haven't been... I haven't served time in prison, and she always kind of um, says it as this this joke, and I chuckle every time. And although I have not served time in prison or jail, and I have not been arrested, I have actually sold drugs before, and so I do feel like I have some idea. I mean, the smallest idea, but still some idea of what I would do in this situation that Jimmy's in. Um, and I also do have a family member with poor health and just like Jimmy with his, his dad. And so for me, if I was serving time in prison as Jimmy is, and then offered this potentially completely commuted sentence and almost immediate freedom if I can get a confession out of a suspected serial killer, I would no doubt take the deal, even though there are obviously numerous risks involved. I would take the deal 
especially if a family member had a stroke or just another major medical emergency while I was serving time, especially towards the beginning of serving time and knowing that it's going to be a 10 year sentence and knowing that that family member might not make it until I'm, I'm free again, I would 100% take the deal with all of the risk involved just for the chance at getting back to family. As far as how I would go about actually eliciting the confession, it would be, I think, somewhat a similar approach to the approach that we see Jimmy taking in Blackbird. It, it would just be about trying to make friends in a way that they could feel that they could confide in me. I think I would have quite an advantage in that area being a therapist in my daily life. I need people to tell me about themselves so that I can maybe see some blind spots and help them with really whatever they they're coming to me for. It's always it's always client led and I do what I can to just shine some light and show a different perspective on something um, just based off of information that I'm given by the client. And so I feel like because I already do that for a living, I would take a very similar approach in this situation that Jimmy's in. Thank you, Scarlett. Thank you. Okay. Um, so now I think this is the exciting part that y'all are uh, waiting for, except for people who sent in answers. I think <laughs> it's probably exciting to hear your answers read aloud. Mm, yeah. That's fun. Um, so here's another exciting part of the show. We asked some of our uh, friends of the show, yes. friends of Blackbird, not friends of Blackbird. <laughs> what am I trying to say? Um, we asked our guests who have talk to us on the show we asked them this question as well so we have a bunch of really great answers from a bunch of really awesome people that you yeah. guys know and love already so we are going to play those for you so first up is da -da 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 -da, Lainey Stibing, mm -hmm. who played Jessica Roach in Blackbird so this is what she had to say if I were in Jimmy's shoes would I take the deal I honestly don't know and it's funny they asked this question because when my mom and I were watching the first episode she asked me the same question and I I couldn't give her an answer because the more I thought about it the more confused I got I mean I'd love to say you know yes I would do it you know for the freedom and for the purpose of keeping Larry behind bars but the more I thought about it and how physically and mentally and emotionally draining that task is you know not only the obvious like it's dangerous it's a you know high security prison but also the mental and emotional toll that that task would have on you and has on jimmy of having to befriend someone who's done those terrible things you know being friends with someone that includes accepting them for who they are and that can be very difficult when you know, that person has done these terrible things and you 
have the task of having to accept it and act like it's okay and I don't know I mean I don't think you can say one way or the other for sure unless you're completely in that situation Uh, next up, we have Cade Tropiano, who played young Larry Hall. I love Cade. Oh, love Cade. So he had a really good answer, too. He did have a good answer. So here's Cade Tropiano. Yes, I would have taken the deal. Ten years is a long time to stay in prison. And coupled with the fact that Jimmy's dad was in such poor health, most definitely, I would have done it. It would have been very difficult to go in knowing you have to befriend someone as demented as Larry Hall. But Wang not ever seeing my dad alive outside of the prison walls would have made it doable. All right, next up is Blue Clark, yeah. who played young Jimmy Keen. Blue is the we best. We also love Blue. Love Blue so oh. much. As a behind-the-scenes person, I don't know if you want me to say this now, but Blue has been so supportive of the show the whole yep. time, responding to mm-hmm. all of the posts, liking everything. I mean, it's, it's just, it's so heartwarming. It's so heartwarming. Yeah, we love it's, Blue. Yeah, it's great. Big, huge fans of Blue Clark here. So here is Blue's answer to the question. So this is a great question. If I was given the deal that Jimmy Keene was given, would I take it? I would like to think I would, so yeah. It wouldn't be easy, that's for sure. But it was the right thing to do. Next, we have uh, Cecilia who um, played Rochelle in the show. Cecilia Liel. Yeah. She had a really good, I think, reason for her answer. I liked hers. If I were in Jimmy Keene's shoes and I was offered this deal, would I do it? And how would I handle it? I, mm, I probably would not take the deal. Only because I am the world's most afraid person of everything. <laughs> I mean, obviously that's an exaggeration, but yeah, I, I don't think I could. I, 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 I'm much too fragile <laughs> emotionally. Um, I don't think I could handle it. I really don't. Um, if I did take it, I would not handle it well. I would be an anxious wreck. I'd probably have a mental break, to be honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I, I don't think I could do it. Next, we have dialect coach to Taryn Edgerton, Carter Bellamy, who gave his answer. Yay, Carter. (laughs) Oh, man. I've thought about your last question a lot of if I was in Jimmy's shoes, could I take the deal? Could I do it? And I think I would love to be, I don't know, I guess for some reason I think it's, I I would, I'd like to be cool and say yes, but I don't even know if it's cool. Like, no, there's there's no way I could do it. I'd be way too nervous. I'd be way too sweaty. Like, oh no, I'm just, I'm just not cut out for it. I'm too much of a like golden retriever of a person to, to be, you know, as cool under pressure as, as Jimmy was and as Taryn is uh, in in the show. Just, uh, I think a big old no for me. Um, So yeah. Awesome. Okay. So next up, oh, next we have Joe Williamson. Mm, Joe. Super friend of the show. We love Joe (laughs) so much. The thing about Joe's answer, I mean, no, it's a great answer. I'm not saying anything about his answer specifically, but we we talked to Joe like over two months ago now. And the idea for this episode specifically was not really fully formed yet. (laughs) So it we weren't able to ask him when we had him 
for an interview. Yes. But being the super amazing person that he is, when we asked him if he would answer it for us, he was nice enough to send us a voice clip of his answer. Yeah. And of course, it was brilliant. Yes. So here is Joe Williamson answering the question. He played C.O. Carter on the show, if you forgot. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Would I take the deal that Jimmy was offered? Oh, wow. Um, I think, first of all, we have to acknowledge that talking about it theoretically is so much different than to actually be in that situation and to actually face that choice. Um, but theoretically speaking, um, you know, there's so many different factors. How comfortable slash terrible is his current prison experience where he's at. Um, how confident is he that he can get the job done? Um, how willing is he to get close to a man who has done these terrible, terrible, awful things? And then obviously also the situation with his father. Um, you know, if he has 10 years of a sentence left and he knows that if he serves all that, he's not going to see his father ever again outside of prison. Um, of course, that's a huge factor. Uh, my gut instinct is that were I in Jimmy's shoes, I would I would take the deal. I would bet on myself and I would hope that I could get some incriminating evidence, keep him in jail and get out myself. Um, but again, we have to acknowledge that it's one thing to talk about it and another to be in those shoes and to be facing that decision. Um, that would be, that would be overwhelming in so many ways, but that's my answer. Next we have Cullen Moss who played detective Russ Aborn in the first two episodes. Cullen was a gem to talk to. I loved every minute of it and was so funny and his answer is amazing. I loved hearing it. It is. I, I just have to say there was there were quite a few little bits and pieces that we had to cut out of Cullen's interview just because we talked to him about how we were going to have Paul on the show and we yes. couldn't have that in there. And then for this section, he like, you know, he, he was so much tangent. fun. Yeah. yeah so I'm uh, really excited that you guys get to listen to more of uh, yes. our conversation with Cullen because it was ugh, it was so much fun. Now, you meant you you'd mentioned you had emailed like a super secret question. Did you want to hit that? Yes, we do. Okay. So it's it's separate from the rest because okay. it's going to be on its own uh, episode because we've asked pretty much everyone that we've mm -hmm. already talked to. And um, so it's going to be like everyone's answers compiled into one episode. So. Very good. But yeah, so if you were in Jimmy's shoes, how do you do you think you would take the deal? How do you think you would handle that? Now, why does it matter what brand of footwear I'm wearing? Jimmy Choo's, you say? <laughs> Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Choo's shoes. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, if I, right. If I were in Jimmy's shoes. Well, I, I see, I want to say, hmm. I, I, I want to say that I would, that I would do it. I want to say I would do it. Um, be, now, is it, is it, is it still, is it Agent McCauley asking me? Sure. Because <laughs> I think she was a factor. I think, <laughs> um, yeah, I think, 
I, so actor me would be like, I'm doing 10 years and I've got, I get to get, I go, I'm going to go and play a role and, and, you know, and play spy to do that. Like that would intrigue me. And I'd be like, I'd be stupidly of the mind. What can I lose? Obviously we see how dangerous, you know, in, in reality, how it plays out and how dangerous and, and that it's not just this fun game of spy, obviously like he's, you know, he's, it's, he's playing with his life and um, it's much more dangerous than Jimmy had thought. But I think, yeah, I, I, I think I would. And I think to, um, to have Sepeda Moafi be the person presenting this doesn't hurt. <laughs> um, she, you know, um, I think one, she knew how to appeal to his ego. I think it's so it, like, and then, and then she turned, and I'm not saying uh, she's certainly not one dimensional in that aspect. She, uh, then she turns on the no nonsense shit and like no bullshit. I'm not, Hey, you think this is all cutesy shit, but uh, there's a reason I'm asking you these questions, but still that hook is in him a little bit. And, uh, and so I think it'd be, she makes it hard to say no. Um, and, and also, you know, you don't, you, you, he, he, you go in and you feel at that, if you're somebody that age and you feel like you're in the prime of your life, you don't, you don't want 10 years to go by in the prison. So you have a chance to go in and, and do this thing. And like I said, you know, play, play spy a little bit and do it. Sure. <laughs> I mean, he really did have to put on an act. He had to put on a mask and play, play a character play this friend to this guy so yeah yeah and a guy and i mean taryn did that so i mean his jimmy played that so well and i mean taryn played him playing that so well just um yeah the the uh the all all the different layers there were uh must have been so delicate and he handled that so well but the scene the the scene in the wood shop where where he's yeah. where he does that where he's having his first kind of he's breaking breaking it down to him mm-hmm. for the first time and him having to hear about and him listening his to eyes. it when, you can see right. it in his eyes right but you know he's having to he's having to play that role of like mm-hmm. uh-huh yeah. oh no Just you, you did what you had to it. do like mm-hmm. yeah. it sounds to me like you did what you had to do like that that whole scene was just brilliant. They both had, Paul and Taryn killed that, and 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 Natalie, uh, the way the way the way that was shot, and um, I read that an article about the kind of the evolution of that scene and how uh, just uh, the changing of the light as the rainstorm kind of comes on as they're doing this, the darkness descending is just just brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's it's funny because we we talked to Natalie um, for our episode four, and so we were asking her like, oh, what you know, what was your favorite part of the show? And she's like, it's actually in episode five, and I can't really tell you a lot about it. And like, and after the call, she was like, I don't want to give anything away, but it's the wood shop scene. Yeah, just look mm. out for that scene. She, like, like you'll okay. know what that is when you see it. Yeah, and then we watched it. And we're like, oh, I get it. Got yeah. it. That yep. Agreed. <laughs> so did, did I? Did I? Was did I just like mess up and like nope. go? Okay, good. No, no that's no. great. Not at all. <laughs> did she? Did she mention like 
and and one of these one of the actors that was like in two scenes just shows up at this after party. <laughs> just crashed our house. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're having a good time. We were like, who what's up with the randos? No one mentioned the after party, so you made a good impression. Oh good. <laughs> so next up is Jake McLaughlin, who played Gary Hall on the show. So much fun talking to Jake. I loved it. I like how most of our conversation, it was like maybe half Blackbird and half mm-hmm. just everything else in life. Yeah. It was yeah. so much fun. Yeah. Um, but we had him answer this question he's and he had no hesitation. What did you say, Heidi? He said he's extremely down to earth. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very down to earth. Like ready to just fish for a living. Yeah. Or, yeah. I'll know. say it was just like sitting and just like drinking a beer with a friend talking to him. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, not beer. Very- <laughs> yeah. We weren't drinking <laughs> we were drinking water actually <laughs> yeah plus uh jake doesn't drink alcohol anymore so here's jake mclaughlin so we have one question that we are asking everyone and we're gonna put it in a bonus episode um all together and i should have sent it to you ahead of time and i just didn't think about it but so we're asking everyone this so if you were in jimmy Keen's shoes and you were offered this deal to get out of prison in exchange for working with the FBI to get a confession from a serial killer, do you think you would take the deal? And how do you think you would handle that? Without question. If, if I'm in prison for, if I have the potential to just be locked up for, what do you get, a 10-year prison sentence? Mm-hmm. Expedited mm-hmm. sentences to get me out of there. I think if anybody offered me any way to get out of prison, I would I would 100% take the quickest route out of there. Yeah, without without question, I would I would have taken the role. I wouldn't, it wouldn't have been something I would have sat on. Just, you know, because, uh, I mean, who wants to be locked? Who wants to be locked? You know? Yeah. I don't think, I don't think it would have been a a tough, difficult decision for me to make if I was in his shoes to do it. Plus it'd be kind of, I wouldn't say fun. It'd be, you know, it'd be, it wouldn't be fun. That's for damn sure. But it would be, be an interesting challenge. And I know interesting is a non-word, but I don't know how to describe what kind of a challenge it would be. I mean, it's probably like, I'm guessing from an acting standpoint, it would be an interesting like thing to take on as far, you know, cause Jimmy definitely had mm-hmm. to put on an act to befriend yeah. this guy. And so I think having it be an acting challenge is probably appealing. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like, and having like Taryn do it where you're acting as a person in a, in a show who did this in real life, but also having to act as a person who doesn't act somebody else mm-hmm. that they're not. So without being caught and trying to be a, an act, and it's like, it's like an inception scene. Yeah, I'm kind of crazy to think that. about, really. So it's it's uh, yeah, I don't and how I would go about doing it, boy. I mean, you'd really like. I mean, he. I think he went about endearing himself to to uh, Larry about as well as he could. You know, with the with the scene with the television when they he beats up that dude and kind of puts him on the radar there mm-hmm. for for Larry. I mean, it would have to be one of those things where you either have to have you'd have to have a game plan for what your plan was to endear yourself to him, like slowly over time. But also be will be flexible in the sense that if something pops up that allows you to, to you know, take advantage of a situation because it's just some random shit that happens, then you got to be able to be pretty quick on your feet to to recognize that that's an opportunity and, and act upon it. You know, so yeah, that'd be a foy. I just I don't want to be in that that situation ever or position, but yeah, but I I definitely what would get me home, get me out of there quicker. I wouldn't. Wouldn't hesitate, no. 
Okay, and of course, last but not least by any means, we talked to Paul Walter Hauser, the man who played Larry Hall, the star of the show. Still can't believe we talked to talk to him. We really talked to him for real. I have real to life. follow mm-hmm. that episode, by the way. I'm the next guest. How are you yeah. gonna play me like that? So like <laughs> <laughs> You guys are wrong for this. The good thing is no <laughs> Sorry, Heidi. Um the the good thing is that you have the help of uh, a bunch of our other previous yeah, guests. Mm-hmm. Paul is uh, on this <laughs> yeah, Paul's on this episode. Yeah, we have a bunch of our our favorite people are on this episode, so it's great. But next up is Paul Walter Hauser's answer. He's fantastic, and he has a fantastic mm-hmm. answer, of course. And I think we were the first ones to ask him this. We were. We were the first people to ask him this, which made us very excited. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Good job." He was very, yeah, he was, he was very support, supportive of your interview skills. Which was- he was, yeah, um, fantastic. So, yeah, here is what Paul had to say. If you were in Jimmy Keene's shoes and you were offered this deal to get out of prison in exchange for working with the FBI to get a confession from a serial killer, do you think you would take the deal and how do you think you would handle it? Wow. It's it's heavy. (laughs) I don't know. I've done a lot of interviews for this. I don't know that anyone's asked me that yet. Um, So good job (laughs) is what I'm saying. Uh, Thanks. (laughs) Oh, shoot, man. If I was a single man and I was in Jimmy's shoes and they said you could expunge eight and a half years off your record by befriending the serial killer and trying to get something out of him. And I have to be in prison anyway. I think I'm crazy enough to do it. I think I would actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really think I would. Um, I could help. I could help the families get some justice. Could help take somebody down. It would be a project to do because when you're in prison, you get so bored you know, you're reading books, you're trying to exercise your, like you, there's so many ways to, to try to fill the hours of life in there. So I'd imagine I would kind of feel happy to have some sort of job to keep me busy. I don't know. You know, it's, it also sounds overly idealistic, like (laughs) someone trying to sound brave, but I've also done really crazy brave things to help people in the past so uh that you know you'd have to know me to know that i I probably would go do that yeah how do you how do you think you would handle it like uh would it be sort of like how how jimmy did where he tried to approach him right away or or um uh i would probably play a character and i would sort of own that character and go method and try to uh try to mirror some of his characteristics as Mm. if to say, I'm just like you. And then I would make little comments about weird things that I did or saw or wished I had done that were directly parallel to some of the things in his portfolio that was given to Jimmy Keene. And I would make it about loyalty and just hope that, you know, over time, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine weeks within a month or two, you would hope to have cracked something, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 
it was also under a time constraint because he had his appeal. Um, and so that, that makes it much harder too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty crazy. I'm just happy yeah. that guy is behind bars and will never be uh, entering our world again to hurt anyone. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a big thing that I think uh, it's, it's hard to, to focus on the fact that all of this is real. Everything mm-hmm that yeah. the story is describing for the most part is based completely in, in real things that happened mm-hmm. and, and there are real victims and real families that have to, to face it. And yeah, yeah, it's heavy. All right. So that is, uh, that's it for all of our uh, answers sent in by our friends and from listeners, yeah, from our friends, <laughs> from our friends and listeners. Everyone's a friend. We're all friends. Everyone's but a friend. Listeners are friends show. too. So yeah. If you sent in an answer, you are officially on a podcast that Paul Walter Hauser and Jake <laughs> McLaughlin and all these Joe Williamson, and <laughs> all these people that could and better win Emmys in yes. a, in a year. So not the podcast. I don't not, think there's no. a podcast Emmy award, and <laughs> wouldn't go to our show. There are podcast <laughs> awards, though. I, I don't. It's not Emmys. I yeah, I don't. I, th- I don't think we're anywhere close to the running for no. podcast awards. But we've had some pretty amazing yeah. guests that other podcasts have never had. Yeah. So true story. We are not. Uh, what is that one with Will Arnett and Jason Bateman and Sean Hayes? I forgot the name of Smartless. We're not mm. smartless. It's a good show, though. Another good one is uh, Dak Shepard's uh, Arm- yeah, Armchair. Armchair Expert. Yeah, that's a good one. Very good. So what other podcasts do you guys like? <laughs> <laughs> Just talk about podcasts for a second. You don't want to know. <laughs> you know oh, I don't. Um, there's one called This Is The Place. It's on, available on Spotify. It it's a One it Tree is. Hill podcast. We're we're really behind on episodes though, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Gotta get back on that. Mm-hmm. Can I be a guest on your show? That yeah, would be you fun. Gotta, I've you I've, gotta watch I, Montreal Hill though. I do have to watch Montreal Hill. <laughs> Listen, I did okay. I watched it back in the day when I was on air casually. I didn't like follow it. And then I recently watched season one. Okay. I don't think I finished season one though. I don't know how far I got. I didn't <laughs> I highly recommend the season finale of season eight. I will watch only that episode. <laughs> I'm in it, so. Well, you got to watch the one that Kristen is literally in. But good luck trying to find <laughs> me. <laughs> have you you haven't seen yourself in that episode either, have you? I have seen you? my hand, yes. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So as the camera, if you've watched it, camera pans to Joy Lenz, who plays uh, Haley Scott, um, singing. And as it's panning, there's a hand holding a cup of coffee and that is me that's your hand amazing it's my hand yes it was real coffee too on the same show as chad michael murray and yeah the rest of the people on that show real coffee you heard it here first folks (laughs) he was was not real coffee yeah it was real coffee it was hot wow inside scoop here Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the entire cast was in the scene (laughs) the entire cast I've got a lot of inside scoop <laughs> for that one. <laughs> I bet. See? So go listen to This is the Place. This is the Place. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> so, Heidi. Yo. Before we answer this question, can you tell us about your Blackbird watching 
experience a little bit because you are coming at this show from a very different perspective than Kristen and I. Um, I think Kristen and I have a very similar experience when it comes to the show. We both had been following the show for a long time. We both read the book. We both knew a lot about it and a lot about the actors and everything. But you kind of were coming at it blind. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you maybe talk about your experience watching the show and how you feel about it? Yeah. Uh, well, I did not read the book. That's basically what you're referring to. So I didn't, I didn't, before watching the show, I didn't read the book. I never heard of Larry Hall or Jimmy Keen or the story at all. And I knew about the show because of you, obviously, uh, <laughs> Taryn Edgerton. And I, you know, I, I do like learning about true crime things. And I like, uh, thriller is like my genre, especially psychological thriller, Mm -hmm. a little bit more into the horror side, but I like this type of thing. So I was excited to watch it, um, and learn about it. I did know, I think going in that Larry is in prison for life right now. So I knew that that would be the end somehow, but getting there, I had no idea at all what was going to happen from A to B. I didn't, um, I, I know now, but I didn't then that the CEO Carter stuff was made for the show. Or whatever. That was <laughs> yeah. you know, not until I was fangirling about <laughs> Joe Williamson on episode right, yeah, three. Yeah. And yeah, I was like, yeah, it's yeah. not even in the book. It's brand new. I was yeah, so excited. Yeah, about I didn't, it. yeah. I didn't know that either, but I, uh, I mean, I really enjoyed the show and I totally agree that um, Emmys, Emmys all around. Emmys. Emmys all around. Throw the awards at them. SAG awards. I mean, the, whatever awards. Uh, all of them. Golden Globes. All of them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Nat- Natalie uh, Kingston, The just the way everything was shot was incredible. So really good. Incredible. So good. Uh, yeah. And I mean, the acting, incredible. It was all incredible. Right? Was, I, I mean, was, across the board, good. too. Yeah. Like, of course, yeah. Taryn yeah. and Paul, like need all the accolades yeah. that they're getting yes. and deserve every single one but like every actor in this show yeah like the, even I the mean, ones that were just in it for like a brief moment yeah 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 like yeah, yeah from I mean, the leads second leads supporting cast down background. to background actors yeah yeah everybody's stunt people incredible, incredible. Mm-hmm. yeah and with 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 stuff like this like this sort of you know this this really happened larry hall is a real person jimmy keen is a real person mm-hmm. and there are real victims and i think that because of the nature of that you know i feel like it gets done wrong a lot and you know it stuff like this gets sensationalized extremely easily and uh you know this this is traumatizing for these people's families you know what i mean so when you go into something like this you have to be really careful when you're talking or you know when you're showing things like young girls getting murdered and i i think the show did it so incredibly well because i mean they showcasing the girls as more than just a victim i and the way they did it was so artistic and so beautiful like and that's another kudos to natalie kingston and how she you know made shots look angelic you know and, mm-hmm. and like but also real like th- these are real people yeah who whose families were really 
affected by it. And I, I, I think they just did it with so much respect for that aspect of it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a real testament mm-hmm. to the writer and showrunner Dennis Lehane too. He hundred percent he handled it so amazingly, and he took this this story, which was you know. Reading the book, it's it's a uh, it's a little bit of a narrative, but it's it's mostly just like a memoir. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just memories that somebody had, and mm-hmm. um, and then there's another half of that story with Larry Hall's upbringing and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the show, Dennis Lehane took that story and really created a very like connected narrative and. The, yeah, the way that the writing was handled as far as the victims go with episode five and the Jessica Roach storyline and parts of it with her in it were really yeah. just really good. Yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah, want I mean, yeah. to call it a, a love letter, but it was kind of like a, a very nice tribute to the victims, I think. Yeah. Because it didn't yeah, and sensationalize them or anything. It just gave them. Exactly. We also like at the same time, you don't lose the fact that Larry mm-hmm. Hall is a psychopath. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that is shown so clearly and that, you know, that is obviously due to Paul Walter Hauser and his acting, mm-hmm. but, you know, also the writing. Mm-hmm. But like it just goes to show you don't have to show brutal murders mm-hmm. to convey this message. And you can do it with respect to victims. In, you know, in a time where true crime is something that is, you know, such, you know, it, it's a phenomenon. Like, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's listening to one podcast or another or watching a show or, you know, docuseries or whatever the case may be. And so many of them just, they, they lean the other way mm-hmm. and they, you know. They focus on it, it for a purely entertainment value. Mm-hmm. And, or shock right. value. Yeah. yeah, yeah and kind absolutely. of fall away from the fact that it's a real person and they mm-hmm. turn it into a story and yeah yeah and i think blackbird did it in a way that is a unique and b like just so respectful yeah really beautiful. balanced that mm-hmm. sort of yeah. dynamic yeah. of yeah of it it is a tv show for entertainment purposes but it, it, it also uh makes sure to recognize victims and um mm-hmm. and keep the realness of it so yeah yeah totally great show um did you have anything else you wanted to say about Blackbird or about this podcast? <laughs> um, I think just shout out to all the friends on the show who have been because you know I'm just I've been seeing all the social media stuff from behind the scenes like that's where I've been. Yeah, some of the posts are me and some other things, but it's just really nice that like you know Carter will just like like every single tweet <laughs> or like Colin Moss will like every single tweet. And I'm like, what business do I have <laughs> having these people's attention? <laughs> I have no business being on the same podcast as Paul Walter House. <laughs> that is me right. and Kristen's sentiments since the beginning. Since yes. before like, the beginning. Who are we? Yeah. yeah. Before yeah. the beginning, when Joe Williamson and mm-hmm. Hillel Levin were like, yeah, let's do this. And we're like, wait, what? You said you said you yes. want to do it? Like, literally yeah. every time somebody said, yeah, we'll do it. I'm like, what? <laughs> wait, you yeah. will? What? Yeah. <laughs> Why, though? Uh- <laughs> yeah. And like, I mean, how many in the same day? It was like, it was like Paul and Jake and like, there was like a handful of people. <laughs> you want to talk about that day? Because we can <laughs> talk about that day. That day. Kristen and I, okay, and, and Heidi, obviously, all of and us. And my sister also yeah. was part of it. Yes. It, it, oh my God, it was a whole 
thing. So wh- that was the day before Kristen's birthday, right? August so 3rd, August third, yes. August third, day that will go down in twenty twenty two of this podcast. It was a day. <laughs> Let me set the face. So the very first text I got, I was sitting in the dentist chair. <laughs> Numbed with Novocaine, and my watch was dinging like crazy. Well, and I obviously couldn't answer it because I'm, you know, getting dental work done, and I can see what is happening on my watch, and that Sarah is texting me, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't even talk. <laughs> so that's just where I was when that first moment started. In the yes, so this day, early in the morning, I woke up early this day. I look at early. I have notes on like because I was like, I want to talk about this, so. <laughs> I woke up earlier than I usually do. And like, I don't know, I had an anxiety or something. And so I checked my phone first thing, which normally I don't do when I wake up in the morning, because I'm like, I just need to like, wake myself up and get ready before I mess with, you know, social media or whatever. And I checked my phone. And I had two messages that (laughs) we had been waiting for. So the first one was from Carter Bellamy. So we had been talking to Carter already. Mm -hmm. And so he messaged us and let us know, hey, I sent you my voice clips. I And, you know, let me know if you need anything else and stuff like that. And so I was like, oh, that's so exciting. So, (laughs) yeah, we got Carter's clips that day. And then so that was the first text I sent Kristen. Yes. And I was like, (laughs) oh, cool. Yeah. (laughs) Answering from my watch very unenthusiastically because you can't add any emojis or anything. Right. It was just like, ah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, okay. I'm more excited than Kristen. No, she was just busy. Yes. (laughs) I had dentist hands in my mouth. (laughs) And then the other message was from Colin Moss. So. Colin had just replied to us the night before that that he would do the show and so that morning it was like we I mm-hmm. confirmed all the the you know confirmed the recording time and and figured all that out with him so that was the morning so it was like a great day yeah it was like all before 9 a.m it was my so, time it was so early. <laughs> it was early yeah and and yeah and I just remember like I know that you, Kristen, were so excited about Cullen mm-hmm. specifically. Yes. And yeah. so I knew this was like a big thing. Like, this is a big yeah. get for us. Yeah. I mean, I was excited about Cullen too, for yeah. sure. And yeah, this. so this all happened. Yeah, you said nine o'clock for you. It was it six was, o'clock yeah. for me. <laughs> so this is like, yeah, by like 6.30 a.m., Carter Bellamy and Cullen Moss were going to mm-hmm. be on our podcast. Amazing. And then... So somewhere in in there, early in the morning, I saw a tweet. <laughs> this is just another part of the day. I saw a tweet from someone that said, I'm watching Blackbird for the plot. And the plot was just a picture of Joe Williamson as C.O. Carter. <laughs> a C.O. Carter thirst. What yes, a C.O. Carter thirst bro. tweet. It was it was something else. And, and so I, I, I screenshot it and sent it to Joe and told him that we found another <laughs> <laughs> member for the fan club. You're starting for hilarious yeah and he it's, it's just so ironic because like he looks so different mm-hmm. in the show than yeah. he actually does and he is so handsome he is, he's yeah. a handsome man not that he wasn't in the show he was he yeah. just looks totally different yeah right and then yeah so i was messaging back and forth with joe a little bit that morning because he like sent a tweet back about how blackbird was like the number one show streaming at the moment or something like that so yeah, yeah. As it should like be. One new right. show on Apple or something. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, like the most popular new show mm-hmm. overall, not yeah, just yeah, on Apple, yeah. which was amazing. <laughs> um, and so after that point, oh my God, I forgot some of this happened. I'm so glad I took it's notes. Crazy that this all happened in one day. Yeah. So 
later in the morning for me it was like 9 30 i i can't believe i took like detailed notes i was like i don't want to forget anything that happened this day so apple tv plus tweeted out some pictures from behind the scenes of blackbird and it featuring the real jimmy keen who came mm-hmm. on set and so i had been waiting right. for those pictures for a long time i kept looking i was like why haven't taryn edgerton and jimmy keen took any pictures together there was no pictures of them together at the premiere i was like why where are these pictures i want to I want to see them together. That would be like a really cool photo opportunity. Mm -hmm. How has this not happened? Like the only pictures that had both of them in it were like the big group picture of all of the cast and crew at the premiere. Yeah. And like Jimmy was like way on the end and Taryn was in the middle. So it's like they were not Mm -hmm. even standing by each other. Right. There's one of like Taryn in the background of Jimmy being like. Yeah, yeah. There's that one, and then there was another one of Taryn with Greg Kinnear like posing mm-hmm. together, and then Jimmy was like in the background yeah. of that one. I'm like, oh my god, just get those two together, <laughs> just one picture. That's all yeah. I'm asking. It seems so obvious, like right, it's like the guy and the guy who plays the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that day, Apple TV Plus tweeted the pictures of Jimmy Keen, at, like behind the scenes of his mm-hmm. appearance on set for uh, episode six and there was a great picture of mm-hmm. Taryn and Jimmy posing together so that was exciting I forgot that that was that day too yes wow mm-hmm. that was a crazy day yeah and then <laughs> later that morning we had um, a new follower on our Instagram account uh, his name was Blue Clark yes so you might know him better as young Jimmy from episode uh, episode four of Blackbird so uh, he he followed us and um blew us away by saying that he has been like he really enjoys our podcast yeah yeah like him and his family yeah, yeah. they just they listen, listen every it. week and so and <laughs> so Which, shout out yeah if you're listening hello. yeah thank you <laughs> i feel so we nice. say every time we mention his name we're like and we love blue clark and his family they're amazing seriously uh, yeah. yeah yeah every single post every single story it's a little heart react. Mm-hmm. I mean, There's seriously, no like the fact that anyone involved in the show listens and even enjoys the podcast makes mm-hmm. like it makes this worth it. Oh, yeah. hundred percent more, like, more worth it. And like and it, it, it would be worth so it to us already. And kind when he responds to things. Yes. It's so, so, nice. so heartwarming. It, like every, everyone like <laughs> like when Hillel Levin called us out for. <laughs> <laughs> for uh our Taryn Edgerton yes. love and then uh yeah. which we had made a, a little bit, bit too apparent in our pre-show episode that he had listened to Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> but yeah he was he was listening and like and I thought I was gonna like melt when Joe right. Williamson said he listened to our Hillel Levin interview right. yeah I mean I could like you could hear it on the episode where I'm like you listened to like it was so squeaky <laughs> <laughs> I get really giggly when uh, they say we they listen. Yeah, it's just so crazy. I, it's overwhelmingly cool. So, Blue Clark, sorry, and we're tangent. only at midday. We're only at yeah. Midday here. This is this is nine thirty in the morning for me still. Something like that. Uh, we asked Blue Clark to send us some voice clips that day, and he and his family, who you know help him run social media and stuff, they were super kind and responsive mm-hmm. and and sent us clips uh, very shortly after that. So yeah. it was amazing. So huge morning. We have Carter Bellamy. We have Colin Moss. We have Blue Clark. And I distinctly remember texting both Kristen and Heidi, both you guys, I don't even care what happens for the Uh rest of the day. (laughs) Like, this was a great day. Little did she know. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Listeners, I did care what happened. I think we even, like, said manifesting good thoughts for something. Yeah. For, like, future. Like, what else could top it? But we're going to try to manifest something. Yes. That's, yeah. We've been working on our manifestation powers. 
And it came to fruition that day. <laughs> yes. So at around 1130-ish in the morning for me, two notifications came through on one of the random posts on our podcast Instagram page. It was a like and a comment. Mm -hmm. It was on an older post. It was the announcement post for our full-length interview with Hello 11. Mm -hmm. So at that point, that post was over three weeks old. Yes. Yeah. Um. So it was kind of it was random, mm -hmm. and the com <laughs> the comment said, "Hey, uh, let's get me on this podcast this month. They've been supporting our show since day one." So the <laughs> that comment was from Paul Walter Hauser, Walter Hauser, the man, the myth, the legend, Larry Hall, the star of Blackbird, mm -hmm. the movie star, the guy, the guy, insane, the star of of Richard Jewell, the star of. I'm of, not the star of Itania, but he was yeah, but, in Itania. Yeah, Itania, Cruella, Cobra Kai. He's the star to me. He 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 wanted to be on our show. Crazy. Yeah, that moment that Sarah texted that to me, I was in a meeting, a, an important <laughs> meeting that I had to be a, a pivotal person in, and my phone is going off, and I stopped what I was saying to read the, the text and was like, Oh my god! And I had to try to remain professional because imagine trying to be professional when you found out Paul Walter Hauser <laughs> wants to talk. to Like you. my hands were shaking. I I was I blacked out the meeting. I I don't remember <laughs> what I said. Right. Thankfully, my part was half done at that point. But gosh, <laughs> I was like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Right. Yeah. I, I had like a physical reaction. I like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah, I saw the notification like my stomach too. dropped. Like yeah, because like, <laughs> yeah, Heidi saw the notifications, and so I, yeah, I was like freaking out, texting Heidi and Kristen. Oh my goodness! There was a lot of like incoherent yeah. things, lots of flashes and like emojis and like ah, and like words weren't coming out spelled correctly because like my yeah. hands were shaking, all caps. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like Ugh. just chaotic. I had Ugh. I was at work at the time too uh, when I saw it, and I had to just like excuse myself and like I went in the bathroom and hyperventilated, and like, right. it was like not hyper. It wasn't it wasn't that dramatic, I guess, but it was. It felt big at that moment. Yeah, just with like the culmination of everything that had happened uh -huh. in the morning, and then leading up to that, it was like, oh my god, what is this day? And so, yeah, and then, you know, after the comment, it started a flurry of talking to publicity people mm -hmm. and emails and nailing down times for Paul's episode. And it was, I was going to say it was a whirlwind, but it kind of wasn't because we were yeah. <laughs> was, we were taking time to, you know, email back and forth yeah. and, you know, waiting for emails. Mm -hmm. and, but obviously it, it all worked out and Paul's publicity team was super oh, helpful so and nice. awesome about it and always friendly and and willing to work out times for everything. and. Yeah, it was. So we were holding that secret for a whole month before we actually recorded the episode. It was literally a month to the day. Yeah, because that after that, it. we recorded with Colin. Mm -hmm. Like just days. Yeah, just a couple days. After that, that was on. We got the notification on Wednesday that he wanted to be on. Yeah. So we, and we recorded, recorded with Colin on fr Friday. Friday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so we were still buzzing by that point and we were like, yeah. Colin, we have to tell you a secret. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So we told Colin. Yeah, so Colin knew and Jake knew. Yeah, because mm -hmm. then we recorded with Jake um, the week before, after that. Two or, weeks before, yeah. Yeah. Two weeks before Paul. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, we told Jake and 
uh it was fun it was fun having like these uh mm. big actors like in our <laughs> in our circle of of trust, trust. with this secret <laughs> right yeah it was like uh it was a secret but i did tell uh the star of quantico our secret so yes. it was <laughs> Uh, people would ask me like oh are you getting the main actors on the show and I'm like oh we're trying you know and meanwhile <laughs> i knew that we had paul yeah mm-hmm. so what a crazy 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 day crazy. and then it was very soon after it wasn't that day specifically but soon after that um jake mclaughlin was like mm-hmm. was messaging us like oh hey okay, sorry i didn't see this sooner i'm listening to your podcast now and i was like wait what and you know <laughs> you said you're doing what <laughs> you're uh, oh, are you listening to episode four because i just want to explain uh <laughs> no <laughs> do you still do the podcast after listening he did he, he did, did yeah <laughs> You're like, he's going to cancel on us at any moment as soon as he hears, <laughs> I couldn't watch the episode because I was just staring at Jake McLaughlin's eyelashes. <laughs> I have no idea what happened mm-hmm. in that scene. <laughs> Shout out Jake McLaughlin's eyelashes. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, what a great day that was. It was. August 3rd, 2022. A historic day. We'll celebrate the anniversary of that day. Yes. <laughs> Maybe there'll be another one in September. <laughs> yeah. Just throwing it out there. Yes. Stars manifest. <laughs> anyway, we have yet to answer this question that we've asked everyone. <laughs> we're we're de- we're procrastinating, I think. We are. Yeah. It's it's a hard it's mm-hmm. a hard question. It's a hard thing to think about. Let's Heidi, let's start with you. Do you have a do you have an answer? Okay. You've heard everyone else's answers. Read them all. Yeah, you know, I, I want to say Yes, I would cool. take the deal. I want to say that. <laughs> because 10 years in prison sounds horrific. But I don't think anything sounds worse than having to interact with Larry Hall. <laughs> because the guy seems awful. And something about me, none of you guys know me. Sarah does. Kristen <laughs> does a little bit. But something about me is I don't like talking to regular people, just normal people who aren't serial killers. Just non-serial killer people, even. I don't like talking to them when I have to talk to them. Even when I'm getting paid to talk to them, I don't want to do it. (laughs) And I would like nothing more than to not be doing that when I am doing it. So if you're wondering why Heidi hasn't appeared on the podcast before... (laughs) Where uh, this audio medium where you literally just talk to people. (laughs) Right. Right. I, yeah. I'm having a great time. (laughs) We love having you on. I'm happy to have you on. I really am. I really am. Okay. It's fun. I'm having fun. But you sound like it. Great. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, like, I want to say that I would, you know, do the right thing and try to keep Larry Hall behind bars but on the other hand I don't want to and also probably someone could do it better than me <laughs> so I don't want to <laughs> so probably not <laughs> fair enough how about you Kristen <laughs> I'm make well, you I've guys answer about this. I've been thinking about this obviously for a long time because I've known we were going to do this for yes. a long time 
And I keep going back and forth with my answers. I have a lot of feelings. Hmm. So I think I would want to say yes, because I, I would not fare well in prison. I couldn't handle it. I think I've talked about it before. I just couldn't handle that whole thing. So I don't think, I think I would try to do whatever I could to get out as quick as possible. And I think I would be a good candidate for it because I can kind of, I'm a, I'm an empath. So I can kind of take on other people's emotions and kind of relate to them that way. So I think I could relate to Larry as an empath. Like I could make him feel like I was his friend and get him to talk. I feel like that's one of my strengths is getting people to talk. Mm -hmm. So I think I could get the information, but then there's part of me that's because I'm an empath. I don't know that I could mentally handle the information. So I'd have a really hard time dealing with it because I have a hard time in real life dealing with that stuff. So I don't know that I could listen to it and process it. But I'm also really good at disconnecting myself from that stuff. So maybe I could. I don't know. (laughs) I think I would want to do it and give it a shot. Because what what do I have to lose? I'm still in prison for 10 years. So even if I don't do it, I'm in prison. So like I didn't, I didn't lose anything, I guess, except except freedom. But (laughs) I don't know. I, I want to say that I would do it and I think I could do it, but then I think I'd ha- also have a really hard time with the information, I think. So long answer to say, I think I could do it. Yeah. I'd give it a good shot. The second I see Larry Hall pulling the middle out of his bread, I'm like, bro. <laughs> bro. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> But then I don't know that I, as being an introvert, (laughs) being an introvert, I don't know that I would just walk up to Larry and just start talking to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's a big. I don't know that I advantage that Jimmy had was he was very like outgoing Mm -hmm. and had a big personality and like I'd just be sitting on the side waiting for somebody to talk to me, or I would listen like eavesdrop and try to get the information that way. (laughs) Maybe he'll tell somebody else. Yeah. Or like if he's reading a book, be like, oh, what's that book? Maybe that's how I would do it. Or help him paint the birds. I don't know. I don't know that I could just approach him and say, so what's up? Yeah. But again, I don't think I would ever make it in prison. So the fact that I I wouldn't even, yeah, I don't think I would be given the opportunity, first of all. Because they'd be like, no, she can't cut it in that prison. <laughs> she hasn't stopped crying for a year. So <laughs> <laughs> I just, that's, yeah, prison and I just probably wouldn't do well together. There's a lot. Won't catch Kristen breaking any laws anytime soon. No. And that's another thing. I'm too much of a rule follower, I think, to do it. Because I'd, I'd feel bad. Yeah. I don't know. My heart says I want to do it, but I don't know if my brain would let me. Fair. What about you, Sarah? What about you, Sarah? <laughs> Guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, obviously I have tried to uh, to think and reflect on this question for a very long time because um, I came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we've 
also asked this question of a lot of people and we've heard so many different perspectives and just really thoughtful answers from everyone mm-hmm. uh, that you've heard in this episode. And uh, so, yeah, I've, I've been thinking and reflecting on it, obviously a lot. And uh, it's, it's hard. Mm-hmm. There's um there's a lot to think about when deciding, you know, when uh, like when Jimmy is first introduced to this opportunity, he's he's presented with all this information about who Larry is and what he did and, you know, all, all these horrifying things and not like in full detail, but just I mean, in the book, it does say that they showed him pictures of of the victims mm-hmm. and. And he really, you know, they let him know what he was going up against. And that would be terrifying if someone <laughs> just showed me these, you know, pictures of mutilated girls and was like, this guy did this. Do you want to try and help keep him in prison? And uh, just knowing that this guy is capable of that would be hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, so... Being presented with this opportunity, there's the obviously appealing factor of being let out of prison early. And I've never been in prison or in jail or anything. And so it's hard to gauge how I would feel in that situation, especially after, you know, because Jimmy was approached months after already being in prison. So I don't know. I can only imagine thinking I would want to get out as soon as possible. Um, to be with family again. And on top of that, simple motivation, having a father who's sick and knowing that he doesn't have a lot of time left. I I think that makes it a yes for me. Um, I, you know, I, I would give anything to have more time with my father. And so, um, then I did. So that really weighed heavily on, uh, that, that weighs heavily on me. And, I think pushes me enough to say that I would say yes. Like just the, the, the motivation alone, I would agree to do it. Um, as far as how I would do it is insane to think about. Um, Cause I, I, yeah, I don't know that I have the right personality to do something like this, but I don't know. I'd give it a shot. And if someone's approaching me and telling me that I'm who they need for this, then, then yeah. I, I, I honestly yeah. don't have a good answer on how I would do it, but, uh, but yeah, I think I would, I would take the shot. Yeah. See, you know what? It wouldn't be presented to me to be. Exactly. Yeah. I wouldn't be the person they need. <laughs> they would no say, shot. uh, no, not, not that one. No. Moving right along. I wouldn't know this is happening until I saw the show. <laughs> so. And I wouldn't I'd be in prison still. Until so. you read the book about your cellmate. <laughs> I think I would be approached because I am a good, like, I can get people to talk. Yeah. And I, I'm a good listener. So I think they would, like, want me for that purpose. But I'm an introvert and don't approach people. So for that, they may be like, eh, yeah. maybe not. But maybe I can work in tandem with somebody right. that's really <laughs> confident and outgoing. And then I can just be the listener and gather the information. Right. Uh, you know, I would be so happy with being the FBI agent on the outside. Yes. That's pretending to be Jimmy Keene's girlfriend. Oh, and, I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and help him out that way. Yeah. 
but yeah being being i don't want to be a cop well yeah no i don't want to be a cop either but (laughs) (laughs) but i think that would be a better fit for me than a pretend to be taryn edgerton's girlfriend pretending to be (laughs) taryn's girlfriend yeah yeah i'll be during the show actually that's my that's my choice my contribution (laughs) to this situation is being in the show I could, making be, this I could play bocce ball in the yard <laughs> with, with Jimmy. I would be the mob boss teaching Jimmy Keen how to play bocce ball. <laughs> I've never played bocce ball, so I don't know that I would actually be doing that. <laughs> to be serious, I would probably be painting the birds for Larry because I like to paint things. <laughs> <laughs> That's Gary's job, though. I'd be in the library. <laughs> yeah, but I'd be in the library... That's where I would be. I'd be you watching. Would be, you would be the leper prisoner. I would watching America's Carter. Most Wanted. I'd yeah. be sitting with Carter. Yeah, <laughs> just sitting there, quiet. Yeah, <laughs> and judging everybody that's eating their bread out of the from the center and, and putting his thumb through it. Yeah, <laughs> like for what? Serial killer immediately. Yeah. Anyone who suspected otherwise after that point, you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Cool. Good answers, guys. Good answers, everyone. Good answer. Good answer. Family feud. Claps. Say add add claps. <laughs> Don't literally clap. You want me to add a clapping sound effect? Because <laughs> well, they weren't very loud. <laughs> add the family feud. Yeah. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Mm-hmm. The little ding when the, the answer flips over. Add that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so super special shout out to Lainey Stiving, Kate Tropiano, Blue Clark, Cecilia Leal, Carter Bellamy, Joe Williamson, Cullen Moss, Jake McLaughlin, and Paul Walterhauser for giving us your answers to this question and uh, participating in the podcast in general. Um, you guys, yes. all, all of you guys are so <laughs> awesome. I like uh, it's, it's still amazing. hard to believe. Yeah. Yeah. Also, thank you to our listeners who sent things yes. in. You really came through for us on this one, which is amazing. And thank you in general for just like sharing about each episode, commenting yeah. each week. It, yeah, it just really overall for supporting us, rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yes. I don't know if people are doing that actually, but if you do, thank you. It probably yes. helps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't really know a lot about podcast analytics, but. <laughs> That's probably We just helpful. know that every time our numbers jump each week, we freak out. So yes. It's hard to believe. Yeah. So thank you to all of you guys who are listening right now. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we didn't lose you in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I don't scare anybody off. Yeah. Heidi won't be here every time, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> no, I know no. she's frightening. <laughs> I know she has a lot of Stephen King tattoos all over her arm that you can't see. <laughs> I can't see. Stephen King is a, a fan of the show. Not Stephen not, King. Not our podcast. Not I don't podcast. know if Stephen King listens. That would be cool, though. He does. Thank you for listening, Stephen King. Um, I love your books. Well, he, probably, he probably doesn't. Heidi, you actually don't know who listens to the show. So we don't know either. So I wish it told us. We know that Blue like, Clark listens because yes. he told us. I wish we could figure out who has listened. Yeah. But I'm that would curious. be creepy. Uh, it would so, be, but I'm just curious to like if Stephen King stumbled upon us or <laughs> I don't know actors. 
in certain shows that have stumbled upon us. Yeah, you never know. Let us know if you're listening. We want to hear that you listened. Um, anyone and everyone. And if you were a actor on Blackbird and you have not been interviewed by us. <laughs> hit us up. <laughs> if you were on the crew, if you... Uh... Yeah. Writing room, anything. Mm-hmm. Yes. Craft services. Yeah. We heard good things about craft services on we this We did. Set. Paul mentioned craft <laughs> yeah. services. <laughs> everyone involved in the show. Hit us up. Taryn Edgerton's hair stylist. Yes, please. please. Answer our messages. We have a lot of questions. We have a lot of questions for you. A lot. (laughs) Uh, The most questions. And yeah. Anyway, I think that's going to do it for this episode, you guys. I think. Shit. Oh, my God. Kristen. I can't believe we did it again. We did it again. We ran out of time. We even asked him this question. He had a really good answer. I'm so sorry, Taryn. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry, Taryn. We will find time for you. Mm -hmm. We know you're listening. (laughs) <laughs> with Stephen King yeah <laughs> one day we will have enough time to one put him day on more for and Stephen King yes oh could you imagine interviewing Stephen King <laughs> he rules I'd have so He'll many questions I have a lot of questions for him too <laughs> our next podcast endeavor will be Stephen Deep King dive. movies um, <laughs> anyway scary. I'm gonna go watch Storm of the Century right now because that's on Hulu now just kidding. I'm not going to advertise that. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Let me advertise a random show that has nothing to do with Blackbird on a random streaming service that is not Apple TV Plus, <laughs> who's not our sponsor either. So what does no. that matter? Mm-hmm. Also, congratulations to all the Apple TV Plus Emmy winners. Oh, my gosh. Sweet. Every mm-hmm. all of them. And, and Taryn and Paul on the yeah. show. <laughs> on the Presenting Emmys. on the show. So good. Their bit was very cute. It was cute. Mm-hmm. I liked it. You've seen them on Blackbird, but they've never been mentioned on Black Twitter. Taryn Egerton and Paul Walter Hauser. When they told me that I was going to... Paul. Paul, you, you don't need to do the... The fake voice from the show, which is here to present an award. Got it. Okay, well, same with you then. <laughs> that, well, this, this, this is just the way I speak. This is my voice. Oh, is it just your voice? Oh. Dude, I'm on to you. You and your fake British accent. You guys all do it. It's cool. Hugh Dancy, Hugh Grant, Hugh Laurie, Hugh Jackman, Hugh, all the Hughes. Don't get me started on Will Poulter and Nick Holt. I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. Did I? I, That's just my perception. I apologize. Here are the nominees for writing for a drama series. Hey, uh, I'm really sorry about what I said about your voice. That's okay. You look really handsome. Thanks, man. (laughs) And the Emmy goes to Jesse Armstrong Armstrong. for succession. Anyway, thank you for listening. We're going to sign off now. This episode's a little chaotic and silly, but that's I mean, okay. That's us. That's us. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.
a fun idea for a bonus episode is if we just get drunk and <laughs> talk about drunk and like a, a talk along like we, we watch like an, an episode oh. and like talk along or, just like record our reactions just do a commentary on the episode like the like what yeah. um, actors do for tv shows yeah yeah but drunk <laughs> a lot of giggling Listen, i bet you some of those are drunk too Oh, okay. I'm sure. I'd probably. Have They're you probably. seen the Twilight ones? Bye. <laughs> Robert Pattinson is absolutely drunk for that. He's probably drunk for that whole filming of that whole series. <laughs> you he would have to right? get through it. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. You've never seen any of the Twilight movies? They're the best trash. I think so. Before last year or this year, I had only watched the first two or three. Like, I gave up on Twilight early because I read two and a half books and i'm like i can't read this trash anymore and then when the movies came out and heidi loved twilight she was a yeah. twilight girl for sure she was, was like yeah, team jacob like cool. had posters I still am. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it no no i still I, just, I still am it's just i just know it's trash now. yeah <laughs> sometimes you have to have trash in your life oh yeah yeah it's, it's i mean fine, I, have, I have movies that are awful but i watch them yeah I mean, being a Taron Edgerton fan, it's kind of you kind of have to watch Billionaire Boys Club and Robin Hood. Um, Just had this conversation yesterday. Yeah, (laughs) you gotta wade through it. Like we know it's bad, but it's Taron's. You gotta push through. (laughs) Chris Evans, he's got some rough ones. God, Chris Evans, like any rom com that he's in, except for like in the past like ten years, the ones that he's done are not too bad. The one he did with Jessica Biel was not great. (laughs) What was that one called? London. Is that what that one's called? Yeah, I don't remember. It was bad. I know, like, What's Your Number was, like, a popular one, but it's, like, not a great movie. It's It's mostly, like, you want to just watch it because Chris Evans is, like, naked in it, and that's it. It, it, That was hard (laughs) to get through even with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you see, like, his whole butt, right? Yeah. Yeah, and he's just, like, naked but covered spots with Mm -hmm. whipped cream. Mm -hmm. Like, right. That's Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about? (laughs) How much of that am I cutting out? All of it? <laughs> How did we get here? I'll just, I'll put that at Second the end. Blooper reel. After, after the music plays, <laughs> I'll just put our <laughs> tangent about Twilight. I don't even know how we got there. Uh, oh, being drunk. Uh, yeah. The commentaries. The, the idea of commentary. And so so here's Jake McLaughlin. <laughs> I don't know if I even said that. Yeah, you did. You did. You did. Okay. You did. We introed him. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so I scrolled back in our messages, mine and Sarah's, our text messages, to August 3rd. Right? <laughs> amazing and the moment that i saw the notification paul walker hauser comment i went to it screenshot it and immediately texted my sister and (laughs) i said sister and sister spelled wrong (laughs) great start (laughs) yeah and then it's a keyword smash and then i sent the screenshot and then i said sister and then I said, sister, again. <laughs> and then, <laughs> she wasn't responding immediately. She did respond immediately. 
and then she said, I'm, and then uh, keyboard smash. (laughs) (laughs) And then I said, keyboard smash, and then screaming. And then she said, Heidi, and then a keyboard smash. (laughs) And then I said, I'm screaming, and screaming is spelled wrong. (laughs) Spelled wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's a theme. Uh, and then uh, Sarah said I'm throwing up uh, and throwing and up are both spelled wrong good and yes up is spelled wrong wrong. oh my god and then I said I cannot OMG keyboard smash OMG you're kidding I'm OMG and the last OMG is spelled wrong it's OMG wait OMG is spelled wrong. And then Sarah said, keyboard smash. Um, and then, is this real? Like, for real? And then I said, I'm crying. And it's crying is spelled wrong. <laughs> and uh, Sarah said, how am I supposed to work today? And supposed <laughs> is spelled wrong. <laughs> and I said, same. WTF. I'm going to throw up. And it's like capitalized all weird. I don't know what I did there. And then you, Sarah said, oh my god, fucking. And then I said... Wait, oh my god, fucking? Yep. End of sentence? Yep. <laughs> it's two different things. So, oh my god is one message, and then fucking is the next message. <laughs> and that's it. Uh, uh, most of this is in all caps, by the way. <laughs> or it's like capitalized funky, because, yeah. And then I said, did you tell Kristen, is she screaming? And she said, yes, she's in a meeting. And then keyboard smash. And then I said, Kristen, wake up. I don't know. She's in a meeting. Wake up. Yeah, wake up. I don't know. And then uh, Sarah said, she saw she's freaking out. And then I said, keyboard smash. And then the guy with four Y's and then a keyboard smash. The guy. You have to say it, Heidi. <laughs> the guy. Okay. Four wise keyboard smash. And then Sarah said, the main guy, like the guy in the show, like that guy. And then Larry Hall. And I said, the main guy, he knows about the pod. And then, um, then she started talking about logistics. We slowly calmed down. But throughout the rest of the day is... A lot of that just randomly yeah because like, <laughs> like, it'll just like pop back in our head like yeah oh, yeah oh my god wait did paul walter hauser comment on our post today yeah was a- that over the last month like are we really is that really yeah. happening yeah yeah i was like sweet we solidified plans with cullen got carter bellamy's stuff back picks of the real jimmy keen on set came out what a good day little <laughs> did i know in all caps <laughs> little did we all know no, because I literally said, I don't even care what happens for the rest of the day. Like yeah. referencing like that line from How I Met Your Mother when Barney yeah. gets two bags of gummy bears from the vending machine while they're waiting for the baby to be born. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I don't even care what happens the rest of the day. Yeah. That was a sign. Yeah. Paul motherfucking yeah. Walter fucking Hauser. <laughs> that, was a, that was a direct quote from Sarah. <laughs> That's how we refer to him. <laughs> Motherfucking yeah. Walter fucking Hauser. Oh, we also had four four twenty uh followers on Instagram, so I said, 
place with the little. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I live in California, so what are you gonna do? Kristen's the only one where it's not legal, actually. But yeah. if if Beto wins, he's gonna legalize yeah. it. <laughs> not good. <laughs> For many reasons. Right. <laughs> not just the weed reason. <laughs> um, I just scrolled through mine up to August 3rd. Oh my god. Sarah. Let's hear it. So it started at 9.03 my time with a text from Sarah that said, can we do Friday evening with Cullen? And I just said, of course. No, like... No, <laughs> no emotion Because I'm texting text. from my, my, my watch. Yeah. And then it was, woke up to a message from him and to Carter's recordings. And all I said was, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think it was, that was at 9.30, I responded. And then at 9.45, I said, sorry, I was in the dentist answering for my watch. Ah! <laughs> <With> <laughs> Real emotion of, now. Yes. And then uh, at 10.50, I said, I cannot believe we've been able to get these people. And then there was a lot of talking about Colin and me saying <laughs> I won't um, fangirl. That was a lie. Then, <laughs> then at 12.49 was the Jimmy and Taryn picture. Uh-huh. And it was, ah, again. <laughs> Sarah said at 12.52, what a great day. Solidified plans with Cullen. Carter sent us his clips and now this, which was the picture of Jimmy and Taryn. And I said, it's been an amazing early birthday gift. Right. Yeah, because that's the day before your birthday. I said at 1.44, we just need Paul and or Taryn. <laughs> And Sarah said, if you get Paul, that's a home run. <laughs> and that was at 1.45. <laughs> and I said, who are we? We are definitely winning the game. <laughs> then we'll start at, baseball yeah, analogy. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. 1.53, Blue Clark followed us. <laughs> Yay. Um, then we got to start talking about Blue and how, the questions for him. And, you know, mind-blowing, gah, a lot of crying faces. <laughs> so then that was at 2.30 with our questions to Blue. At 2.38, it was a lot of letters. Kristen, oh my God, Kristen. <laughs> Kristen, spelled wrong. I'm going to throw <laughs> up with the picture of Paul's comment. And at 2.39, I said, oh, my God, Sarah. Oh, my God. I'm in a meeting and I'm geeking out. Greeking. Greeking out. <laughs> greeking out. I'm crying. Paul Walter Hauser wants to be on the show. I'm trying so hard not to cry. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm trying to pay attention in this meeting, but my brain is on overdrive. <laughs> Who are we? Home run. We've just manifested this. Look at us. Look at our power. <laughs> a lot of like just letters. There's yeah, just key smashes. Mm -hmm. This doesn't seem real. I'm in shock that we manifested this. This is more than I could ever imagine. <laughs> uh, blowing my mind. Us talking about the the secret safe because he commented on an old post, right? So yeah, nobody, I was yeah. like, that was that was clever. I don't know if yeah. he did that on purpose, but it was very like no one's looking at this post anymore. It's three weeks old. Yeah, um, 
the fact that we were talking about it at 12 o'clock, that it would be so fun to get Paul or Taryn. Literally. And then it happened at 2.30. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that's just, yeah, it's just a lot of like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. A lot of keyboards, Matt. A lot oh, of like typos. Like, sorry for the typos. <laughs> Me spelling Paul's name wrong a, a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's a lot of screaming and um, mind blowing emojis. Yeah, I know we did a lot of reflecting. Like, oh my gosh, look at where we started, yeah. and now look at us. <laughs> A lot of uh, manifesting symbols. A couple days before yeah. that, he had viewed the Instagram story. Oh, saw. yeah. I yeah. forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, the day before, actually. Just like one of our posts about one of our shows, um, one of our episodes or something. Yeah. And he viewed it. I, I remember freaking out about that, too. Yeah. With you guys. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. Does Paul know we exist? Yeah. <laughs> Then the next day, <laughs> social media is so powerful. Yeah, no kidding. And dangerous. <laughs> yeah. But it worked out for us. <laughs> with it, Paul. it helped us a lot for everyone. Yeah. For, yeah, for a, yeah, a lot of them. Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. our, <laughs> that's our little freak out. Um, and we got Paul. Mm-hmm. We did. And okay. ran out of room for Taryn. <laughs> Oh, dang. Every week. (laughs) This keeps happening. Uh, Next time.